Welcome to a Burst of Hope podcast with your co-hosts, Kim Stanley and Martha Wilson, who couldn't use a little hope, encouragement, and inspiration. Tune in every week as we share heart-to-heart conversation with other hope seekers. Join us at the table for real talk that will meet you right where you are. So go ahead, press pause on worry, overwhelm, and crazy, and breathe in God of hope. Hi friends, thanks for joining us again for another episode of A Burst of Hope. And today we are on part two of the conversation that Martha and I started last week about hope. And we're in the middle of Advent still, wonderful season of the year. But we had so much to talk about last week that we decided to do a part two. And we encourage you to go back and listen to part one if you haven't yet. Uh, But we're just going to continue our are um, feasting on hope today and all that the Word says about Himself as being our God of hope. Great, Kim. I'm so glad that we can continue. And, uh, you know, we closed out last week with that, oh. that verse, yes. uh, Psalm 33, 22. Um, and all those words of hope um, that we enjoyed talking mm-hmm. about. Um, and I talked about the words of hope that are all around the room. Mm-hmm. But I... Before we, we kind of look at this decorating idea of our lives, not our homes so much, but of our hearts and our minds, there's another set of words that I think we better talk about. And those words are the words that the enemy whispers mm. in our ears. Mm. And actually, they're not always whispers. They seem bigger font Oh, that's good. Then the words of God, you know, yes. all of these words of faith and hope and believe and rejoice and be joyful. Mm. Um, they seem bigger. And it's like he takes advantage of a disappointing situation. Mm. He takes advantage of just a weak, tired. Mm-hmm. He takes advantage when we are rushed and spent and hurrying all over the place and we're irritable and tired and out of money and Mm. full of credit card debt (laughs) you know in this season it's Mm. sad but it's true and he comes into those places and he speaks other words you know into our hearts Mm -hmm. to discourage us Mm -hmm. and to pull us away from God yes but the hope that we have in God and I think that, you know, you and our friends listening in with us today can identify, you know, he says things like never, mm-hmm. um, don't get your hopes up, it's fallen apart, never change, mm-hmm. give up, um, God's not really good, God didn't really say that. And one big one is, what if? Oh, man. Yeah. Familiar with any of those words? Yeah, for sure. I I experienced that recently. Just um, I was traveling for a week, and then we came home, and just really busy. And the kids were here Thanksgiving. It was wonderful. I had a great time. And and, but you know, usually your body needs a little bit of recoup and rest. Yeah. And I just didn't have that in my schedule, and I was just bombarded with, you know, I was getting getting sick, and then I'm and then some weird symptoms, and I thought these don't make any sense. And I was going to different doctors, and that whole what if thing just kind of came in, um, because I was tired, and the enemy saw that as a time to 
attack because you know when you're tired physically mentally emotionally and all those things that you are vulnerable to yeah. attacks i mean we see jesus in the desert he put himself in that situation to be tempted by the enemy and so how much more do we need to have the scripture like right there at us and in us to be able to uh, deflect right. those arrows that the enemy uses to right. come against us yeah. Yeah. to counter all of that mm-hmm. and it it's interesting that December is some of the busiest time of our life mm-hmm. and the most rushed and chaotic when really, you know, Advent is waiting on the coming of Christ. Yeah. yeah. And I love that both of us are blessed to be a part of an early morning group mm-hmm. that's doing an Advent journey together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are using Ann Voskamp's book, The Greatest Gift, yes. and just taking those early morning minutes to talk about it. And it's like when we click end on that call, mm-hmm. I don't want it to end. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I feel like I just want to spread my arms wide open and I want to just grab the atmosphere and pull it in close and I yes. want to stay in that place of peace and I want to push all of that other out Mm -hmm. and it's okay to do that it's like I just want to put words to giving permission Mm -hmm. and encouragement to not forget in the middle of all of this to not forget to give yourself permission to pause and be still and reflect and listen as I'm saying the words it's almost like when we have snowfall which is very seldom Mm -hmm. in Georgia but there's something so quiet mm-hmm. about when the earth is covered with snow. Mm-hmm. And kind of that's what we need in our hearts and the presence that we can even be in tune with the presence yes. of God. Yeah. And so I'm kind of hope, hopeful that you know our time together through the podcast would today and last week would help accomplish that, mm-hmm. to just push pause and... You know, we can do that. It doesn't mean we cancel everything on our calendar. It doesn't mean we don't prepare the meals and buy the gifts and do whatever it is that um, is a part of our family traditions. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a space that we pay attention to what's going mm-hmm. on in our in mm-hmm. our hearts. Absolutely. And so the, these words of Christmas that we speak of are are important. And let's speak them, not just hang them around our house. Yes. But let's make sure we put them in our hearts. That makes me think of the Pharisees who had the phylacteries and they had all the words of God and the law on them, on their person, but yet they didn't recognize Jesus in the midst of them. Yes. So we've got to have it in our hearts. Perfect, perfect. Mm -hmm. It brings to mind, um, I had this experience at the breakfast that I spoke at a couple of weeks ago that I had started this message from. And the dessert was a piece of cheesecake, and it had raspberry sauce you know, drizzled on it. Mm. But on top was the word hope. And it had been printed out in white chocolate and frozen, and then it was placed right on top of the cheesecake. And I remember thinking, I am going to eat me some hope. <laughs> and I even said that to the women. I said, mm. if you ate your cheesecake or your chocolate, then you have hope in your belly yes. today. And it's about what is happening within us mm-hmm. is going to change and affect everything that's happening, you know, outside of us. Because 
you know, eventually in our in our talking together today, we want to get to that. It's not just that my hope, mm. but I ha- that I have hope to give away. Mm, yeah. But I got to be sure that I have the hope yes. that I, like Abraham, am fully confident, fully persuaded that God is able to do what He promised that mm-hmm. He would do. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's like you know, my home is finally decorated, and I have these words every in place all over, but. Kim, you know, today, if we had all of our podcast friends sitting at the table with us today, I would actually like to undecorate my Mm. house. And I would like to take the sparkly red sign of hope from the mantle. It's right there in the center. And I would like to, to take it and I'd like to put it right in the center of you, my friend. I'd like to grab that hope ornament from the bathroom shelf and I'd like to put it on the top shelf of your mind. If I could, I would remove the hanger from the door in the hallway closet, and I'd press it deeply in that place of disappointment in your heart. And if I could grab the 20-something ornaments from the tree (laughs) that are heralding hope Mm. and quickly hang them on all the unbelief and the doubt that is looming in our hearts, I would take that hope tea towel from the kitchen counter and I'd wipe the slate clean for all of us. I would give you the hope candle and I would convince you, Kim, that the God of hope will bring light into the darkness of your world. Mm. But the truth is, all of my decorations and all of my words of hope will change nothing for any of you. Mm. But... Jesus is the name of hope, and he is that word. You know the song, Hope Has a Name, Yes, and his name is Jesus. That's, that is who will change everything. And he's the one that you can hold on to, that you can cling to, and that you can put all of your trust and confidence in, um, that no matter what's going on, that he will... Um, He'll do what He promises to do, mm-hmm. and He'll carry you through. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we don't know what's in front of us, you know, even from here to Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. We don't know. You know, then we, we look beyond to the new year. We don't know what's, what's out there. We don't know. You know, there's a door separating mm-hmm. us from, from tomorrow, mm-hmm. even from this afternoon. There's a door that separates us, and yet... Um, we can still have full trust and confidence in Him. Yeah, for sure. Wow, that's beautiful. Yes, that's um, that verse in Hosea in chapter 2 talks about that, a door. And uh, it says, I'm just going to read a couple of verses. Hosea 2, verses 14 and 15 says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. And there I will give her her vineyards and make the valley of Achor a door of hope. And there she shall answer as in the days of her youth, as at the time when she came out of Egypt. So, of course, in that book, um, Hosea is talking about Israel and their unfaithfulness to God and how he has prompted Hosea to go and marry a prostitute. And and it's... um, you know, a story of God's faithfulness in the midst of our unfaithfulness because he cannot deny himself. Mm-hmm. But in all of this, as he's talked about in these other 
uh, how she's gone after Baals and these other gods. Then it comes to this chapter two, and it's talking about God's mercy on Israel, but and on us too. And he says God Himself is alluring her. So I love that because that makes me think hope comes after us. Mm. It's like Advent. We're waiting for Christ to come. He has come. He is coming, and He will come. He is the epitome of of He is Advent in all tenses. So we know that he's coming again, but he comes into our lives, into our moments, into our situation, into our today. And he actually allures us and brings us into the wilderness, which we don't all want to go into a wilderness. It's dry and yucky and there's not a lot of greenery and yeah. sometimes it feels very stagnant and lonely there in the wilderness. But when God takes us into the wilderness, it's to he, he sets us apart for himself to speak into us because it says he very he wants to do that very thing. He brings her into the wilderness and he speaks tenderly to her. Yeah. Not like, you idiot, you're here again, or yes. you've messed up again. No, he speaks tenderly to you. He's gentle and lowly in heart. He speaks tenderly to her and he says... Um, not only will he speak to her, but there I will give her her vineyards. And that's that sign of prosperity and, you know, growth. And make the valley of Acor a door of hope. And the valley of Acor, that word Acor means trouble. That's what it says in my mm-hmm. concordance. So that can that covers a lot of territory right there. The valley yeah. of Acor. Whatever valley of Acor you may be feeling you're in today, it could, it could be many things. It could be financial. It could be... A valley that you put yourself in from consequences to something, you know, decisions. But it it can also just be any kind of trouble that you feel you're in at the moment that maybe wasn't even um, your own making. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Because wherever you are, if God's allured you in the wilderness and you're in that valley, he's going to make a door of hope. So he's actually going to make the trouble become hope. So it's like you. we could be, uh, I want to say welcoming. We don't really welcome it. But we can be sure that God is going to take that trouble we're in and actually make it a door of hope for mm-hmm. us and that we'll be able to um, enjoy him, as it says, as in the days of our youth. When we were first saved, you know, we came out of Egypt. You know, I remember when we, were, we first had that revelation of God personally that he loves me. Mm-hmm. That he died on the cross for me and my sin. I need him. That revelation and being born again was like, whoa, yes. it's that again. It's like we can have that again, that rejoicing in our salvation um, because we're experiencing our trouble as a door of hope or God has allowed us to. And so all new things can come from that. Such a promise. Kim, it is so good. And I I love what all you brought out there. And it's hard to see that in the wilderness. And so Mm -hmm. we prepare ahead of time. And the way we prepare ahead of time is knowing these things. And it's like, then we remember that, you know, the spirit recalls to us. So we know that, you know, if we're not in a wilderness place, you know, at the moment, and we we usually think a wilderness place, God is nowhere here. But mm-hmm. that that makes it clear. That mm-hmm. verse makes it clear. Yeah. That he he led Israel there and he leads us in there, um, allures and speaks tenderly there. Um, but he's doing something. He's going to yes. make something out of it. And we can trust that he's going to make make something beautiful out of it. So Kim, I'm reminded of our discussion on our early morning, you know, group, mm-hmm. Advent group, mm-hmm. and we're discussing the greatest gift written by Ann Voskamp. And this morning we were talking about, you know, God has a heart. Mm. And she said that God's heart hurts 
and it hurts with us when we hurt. Mm -hmm. And we discuss that, you know, it doesn't always feel like that he's in there with us. And we know what we feel, but we really don't think about how God is Mm -hmm. connecting, you know, with us, how he feels Mm -hmm. what we feel. But there's one um, sentence here that I wanted to just read. It says, God who hung the stars, he has taken a thread of his heart and tied it to yours. And he didn't need to, but God tied his heart to yours. So when you feel pain, he fills with pain. Mm. So when I F-E-E-L pain, he F-I-L-L-S with pain. Mm -hmm. And he connects with us. So when I am in that place in the wilderness, that valley of trouble, that I can know that he is right there with me, kind of like he was Mm -hmm. right there with the two walking to Emmaus and they didn't even know he was there. He is right there with us. Mm, Thank you. That's beautiful. Wow. That's just like his name given to him uh, that was prophesied Uh of him, of Isaiah, Emmanuel, God God with us. us. And that he he is always with us. So Mm. to know that no matter where we are, what we're walking through, what's going on, um, what we fear on the other side of that door, to just know that God is in the transformation work mm-hmm. and He is the Redeemer of Israel and He is our Redeemer. Mm-hmm. And so what they had hoped for, He really was. What was yes. prophesied of, that He would be the Redeemer, mm-hmm. that the Messiah is coming. Well, we know that He did come and mm-hmm. He will come again, like mm-hmm. you said earlier. And so, therefore, we can we can hang on to hope. We can be unwavering in our hope. Um, one of the verses that um, I shared last week was Hebrews ten twenty three, and I would love to share it today from the translation, uh, the Passion translation, mm. and it says, yes. "So now, wrap your heart tightly." around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Mm -hmm. And when I first read it, I thought, oh, there's a red Mm -hmm. bow. His hope is a red bow wrapped around me. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. That is not what the verse says. (laughs) My heart is the red bow. My heart, it says, wrap your heart Mm -hmm. tightly around the hope that lives within you. And there's that mm-hmm. visual you used last week of putting our hope within a bag, mm-hmm. an envelope, a basket, you said. Our hope is within. So we wrap our heart tightly around the hope, which mm-hmm. carries every other hope and expectation mm-hmm. that we have. And we confidently trust that um, God is who He says He is, yes. and God always does what He says He will do. I love that. Wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps His promises. So that's, um, yeah, that's, and practically speaking, man, there, there are plenty of opportunities to do that this season when hope is 
tempting. Well, there's there are so many things tempting us to put our hope in. Yeah. You know, they want our hope. Things want our hope. Good things want our hope. But yet we are to wrap our heart. And our heart, you know, in the Bible when they said heart, it was like their guts. You know, it's everything that makes them up of who they are. Yeah. So we take everything we are and we wrap tightly around that hope that it's in us. You yes. Know? We don't have to like look out there for the hope. It's inside of us. Right. That's right. Beautiful. We don't take it from the mantle. No. We don't. It's not out there. Right. It is right here within. Inside. Mm. And that's what I'm wrapping my heart around. Mm-hmm. And that's that verse um, somewhere in the Bible that <laughs> says that we, um, the command was to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with mm-hmm. all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. So we are all in for Him. Mm-hmm. And we take all of our heart, you know, and wrap around you know him so yeah you know kim we just we're to live fully expectant and you know this is our last podcast of the year Mm -hmm. and what a way to end not just looking forward to you know christmas next week celebration but also that we would just end out this year yeah together that our expectancy is of him and that we could live daily you know, on our tiptoes, that we're actually mm. on our tiptoes living expectant of God to be who He is. And, you know, those of you that are wondering what's on the other side of the door, I have good news. I have, I can promise you. You can make that promise? I can make the promise of what's hmm. on the other side what of the door. <laughs> Any, anyone, anyone wondering and want to know what's on the other side of the door? Like, oh, I just don't know if I want to go through that mm. door. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Oh, I can yeah. I can promise you um, what's on the other side of the door. So go ahead and stand on your tiptoes mm. because I can promise you that the goodness of God mm-hmm. awaits you no matter what's in front of you. Let's hold our arms wide open mm. so that we can embrace the lavish love of our God. Yeah. Let's remember that the faithfulness of God is on the other side of the door. Because he promised he would never, never, never leave us. Go ahead, shake off the shame. Because mm-hmm. guess what? God of forgiveness sent his son Jesus to pay for our sin and to purchase us with his own blood. So no need to carry shame mm. across that doorway. On the other side of that door, I promise you, there is a blanket of mercy and grace mm. to cover you and heal you. You can go ahead and walk right through because God of restoration awaits for you. Don't hold back. Don't drag your feet because God of restoration, he restores you right back into fellowship with his son. You can even crawl in your weakness because God of strength waits for you. And guess what? The Bible says he's made perfect and most effective in your weakness. Mm. Lonely one, run through the doorway because Emmanuel, Mm -hmm. God with us, waits for you. I can promise you, friend, on the other side of the door, there awaits for you a more than enough God. And not only do you wait for him, he waits for you. So friends, Our key verse for this year, we close out with this verse. Romans 15, 13. Friend, 
May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when you are filled with His hope, then the overflow of hope will spread to everyone that you encounter in the days to come. That's right. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Friends, thank you for joining us today for a burst of hope. Until next week, go ahead. Receive His overflowing hope.